I'd like to welcome you to the seventh of our series of innovation podcasts. These talks are intended to put the spotlight on some amazing work being done by innovative UK firms. I'm Robert Baldock, the MD of Cluster, the innovation brokers. We help large companies with complex business challenges and or huge opportunities. We introduce them to our ecosystem of innovative firms that we know well and totally trust. These firms are uniquely qualified to solve problems, exploit opportunities, and deliver the right solutions fast. The topic for today's podcast is protecting people and buildings. To help us all understand the state of this art, may I introduce you to Charles Pommel, who is the co-founder of Microshare, a leading player in this field. Charles, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here, Robert. Um, please tell us something about yourself and Microshare and the problems you solve. So I am a 20-year uh, technology uh, expert. I have been working with large enterprise all my life, delivering transformation through technology. Microshare is on the path to helping large organizations harness more data about the spaces that they utilize in order to make them more friendly to the uh, users, whether they're employees or clients or partners, make them more energy efficient and better places to, to work into. To what extent has the interest in your solutions been driven by COVID? COVID has actually had a great impact on the need to instrument buildings in order to make them safer and more efficient. Um, safer because people who could not stop uh, their operations, who could not work from home, such as manufacturing and logistics and healthcare, had to make sure that they kept records of how people were interacting in those buildings in order to trace and, and make um, them aware when infections came about. On the uh, the buildings that were not occupied during all of that pandemic, so the offices and, and, and some of the other places, the need to actually instrument those buildings in order to make sure that they were not wasting resources when the buildings were not utilized became even more apparent. So in fact, it really became, I think, one of those critical moments when IoT, the Internet of Things, really became something that people moved from nice to have to must have in their buildings. Perhaps you can tell us how your product works and what's your innovation angle? So we are a data as a service provider that leverages the Internet of Things in order to understand how people and spaces are, are interacting. So we have bundled together a cloud platform with sensors and connectivity in order to simplify access for enterprises who don't want to spend years understanding all of the intricacies of how things work to be able to deploy solutions that give them that data at speed um, and with uh, something they can deploy globally. So um, we have leveraged uh, obviously what primarily wireless sensors, which can either be fixed inside of the building to uh, gather information about the energy usage or the environment conditions and so forth, or they can be mobile sensors that maybe someone is going to carry around their, their, their neck, such as a badge, that allows them to uh, record certain information in a very anonymous way, but that information can be helped to understand the flow of the building, how people are interacting with each other, how much spaces are utilized, and then uh, provide a better, a better service to them. So you've touched upon this already, but what types of use cases does your solution address? So we address really everything to do with uh, how the building is utilized, uh, both from an angle of 
understanding how we can better uh, service it from a, for example, a facilities management point of view, um, understand how we can uh, reduce the amount of energy and the, the carbon footprint of those buildings uh, through things such as electricity monitoring or uh, understanding of the uh, the occupancy in order to uh, to change the the, um, the behavior of the, the systems that control that that building, um, and also in terms of um, understanding the and improving the wellness of, of users, and that's typically done through things such as uh, contact tracing um, done without any any smartphones. It's done through uh, feedback that uh, users can easily report things, whether it's you know good or bad. Um, and it's done through uh, understanding of the things like environments such as the air quality uh, in the, in that spaces. And what does it take to implement your solution? So our solution is very much designed to be both enterprise scale, to be uh, able to be delivered globally, because most of our customers are large corporates who have a footprint from you know Asia Pac to Africa to Europe and and, and Americas. Uh, but it's also very much designed to be um, zero footprint in terms of the uh, internal IT uh, uh, um, efforts. Um, we operate completely outside of the corporate networks. And because the sensors we de de deploy, which are typically wireless, will use a low power network that is entirely independent of the corporate IT. Uh, so it's very easy to, to, to install, typically either installable directly by the client or their facility management supplier, or in some cases, um, we also have a global network of installers um, who provide that sort of white glove service to people who don't have the time uh, to install themselves. So what sort of benefits has your solution provided? Can you give us some real life examples? So I'm going to talk about a few ones. The, the first is going to be around real estate reduction. The second is going to be around reduction in resources that's needed to service that building. And the third one is really around the wellness of the employees that work in those buildings. So looking at real estate reduction, having data at a very granular level, understanding how a space is utilized is now more important than ever, as the old ways of working are gone and everyone is moving to a hybrid working where both working from home and working in the office are, uh, are collaborating are, and that's happening at the same time. And so if you're in charge of the uh, figuring out how many, how many desks and how many meeting rooms across the world you need to have for your, your corporation, you need to have that level of, of really understanding right over the next six to 12 months, how much is my current real estate being used so that I can make the right choices in order to um, know which ones I'm keeping, which ones I'm transforming to more collaborative spaces uh, and which one I, I can get rid of. We are seeing people uh, with a goal of around 40% real estate reduction and we're helping that very directly with some of the large clients. The second is around reduction of resources needed. Um, and this is taking uh, for example, um, one of the, the largest facility management companies in the U.S. right now is deploying solutions all over the U.S., from stadiums to hospitals, universities, corporate offices and, and manufacturing areas. And their primary driver is to change from schedule-based activities to data-driven activities, which means that they can provide a better service at a lower cost because they're only cleaning, for example, space that have been utilized rather than the, you know, once in the morning, once in the evening kind of schedule. Uh, and that has a real impact both in their ability to, to drive a better service, but also reducing the amount of, uh, of, of, of um, cleaning products, for example, that they're, they're using.
The final one around employee wellness has really been uh, uh, told to us by many customers uh, through with whom we deployed our contact tracing solutions during the pandemic. And this was about the ability to very quickly when uh, infections happened, being able to isolate only the people who had been in contact with that um, infected person and keep the uh, the the um, the factory or or the, or the, or the warehouse going uh, without uh, without any real impact on on their bottom line. And so that that has been a a, a significant uh, return for for those clients. Fascinating. Um, there must be other products like yours in the market. What makes yours different or better? So I think there's there's two elements to um, what. The reason why our customers are choosing us. The first one is the fact that we can deliver these solutions on a global scale and we offer a whole array of, of those solutions on the one roof rather than be a specialist of energy monitoring or occupancy monitoring, of which there are a lot of people who are very uh, dedicated to just one piece of the IoT ecosystem. And so you end up with that sort of puzzle of uh, of solution, you then have to start building all those bridges of, between those islands of automations, or you have to have one supplier in, in, in Australia and another one in Indonesia and another one in Japan. And that just doesn't make any sense if you're a global corporate. So that, that global footprint and multitude of, of solutions on the one roof is really important for our clients. Uh, the second one is actually baked in our name, MicroShare. Um, we believe and, and are seeing day to day that the data we are uncovering from 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 the buildings we work in, which is new data, it's not something that people have had for for, for the last 20 years, uh, is data that really needs to be uh, collaborated upon. Because in a building, it's a, like a living ecosystem. There's lots of different parties who collaborate from the landlord to the tenants, the occupiers, the facility management company, the insurance, the utilities, you name it. And so all of these parties want to consume information about the building, but of course, they're not going to have the same uh, need or, or willingness to install the infrastructure to gather the data. So this idea of micro-sharing the uh, information and being also able to share between multiple buildings of a similar type. So we're going now towards scoring. And in the same way that you and I have a credit score, which allows any bank to kind of decide what, how much they want to loan us and at what rate, um, we are seeing a score for a building emerge. And you need to be able to share some of the data in order to do that. And that's the base infrastructure that, that we're laying for our customers. So I might decide whether to enter a building or not according to how well it scores. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's actually something that we th we believe intimately that uh, at some point the uh, the app that allows you access to the building will tell you uh, how healthy the space is and 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 how many people are right now in the canteen, so you can decide whether you want to go right now for your coffee or maybe wait for another five minutes for it to be a little, little bit less busy. We're seeing that already, uh, and we're deploying that today. I look forward to getting that app, Charles. Well, look, thank you for being my guest today and for telling us about the art of the possible as it relates to protecting people, buildings and other assets. That's it for now. Uh, do look out for our next episode of Cluster Innovation Podcasts. This is your host, Robert Baldock, wishing you a safe but hopefully innovative day.